KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, June 14th. Some SDPD police officers are refusing COVID tests. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The first public hearing of the proposed San Diego County budget was held yesterday. The proposed budget for the coming fiscal year is more than $7 billion. It includes funding for affordable housing and more than $130 million for health care services in the county's jails. You can make comments on the county's budget during a second public hearing being held Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Comments can be made by phone, online, or in person. The San Diego County Board of Supervisors must approve a budget by June 30th. Yesterday, the Navy grounded its aircraft units for safety checks. The one-day pause came after five Camp Pendleton-based Marines were killed last Wednesday when their aircraft crashed during a training flight in Imperial County. Less than 48 hours after that, a helicopter based at the Naval Air Station North Island crashed in the desert near the Arizona border. There were no fatalities in that crash. Both accidents are being investigated. San Diego temperatures will be in the low 70s by the coast, low 80s inland. It'll be a little warmer in the East County with Campo nearing the 90s. The National Weather Service says the heat will really set in on Wednesday. Temps are forecast around the high 70s near the coast and 80s inland. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Hundreds of San Diego police officers got to skip the COVID-19 vaccine because they said it was against their religion. But that exemption came with a requirement that they test for COVID-19 regularly. Now KPBS investigative reporter Claire Tregesser says some of those officers say their religion also prevents them from taking the COVID-19 tests. Officers told the city on religious exemption forms that the Bible instructs them not to put cotton swabs in their nose. My beliefs stand for keeping my body clean and free from such unnecessary drugs and chemicals, one officer wrote. I trust in God's perfect design of my body and that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, wrote another. The phrase, I trust in God's perfect design of my body, was repeated 19 times in the records obtained by KPBS. We previously reported on many officers using the exact same answers on their forms and copying those answers from form letters on the Internet. About 10 percent of the police records KPBS received, the city is providing them on a rolling basis. 
makes this religious argument against using swab tests. The city's Human Resources Department is still deciding how to handle those requests. But in the meantime, the officers are still on the job and are unvaccinated and not getting tests. The officers claim that the swabs contain a cancer-causing chemical called ethylene oxide, but they don't. Realistically, there just is no evidence indicating that that would occur. Dr. David Pride is an infectious disease specialist at UC San Diego. He says ethylene oxide is not actually present on the swabs. It's used as a gas to sterilize them. The use of ethylene oxide is not new. It's something that's been going on for many, many years. So if these were causing cancer in people, we would absolutely know about it now. In fact, he says any police officer who's gotten an influenza test probably used a swab sterilized with ethylene oxide. Still, officers argued the Bible says they shouldn't take COVID tests. Some wrote, 1 Corinthians 6.19.20 states, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? It really strains credulity that this would have any application there at all. Caroline's Purdue is a New Testament professor at Point Loma Nazarene University. It's talking about avoiding sexual immorality. These are so outside of the range of what could have even possibly been imagined by the Apostle Paul when he's writing or the Corinthian Christians as they're reading it. Many officers refusing COVID tests also compared their stance to keeping kosher. My belief in this regard is similar to the objection others have to eating unclean food, some officers wrote. Lyons Purdue says equating nasal swabs to unclean food is also not biblically sound. This one seems just a really difficult, a mismatch for what Paul is even addressing and, and the ways that Christians have applied kosher laws in a symbolic way to other aspects of life. It, ju it just simply um, doesn't fit. As a Christian herself, Lyons Purdue sees a biblical argument for actually getting the COVID vaccine and testing to avoid spreading a virus to others. It strikes me that there's the, a, a great irony in using the scripture to seek to preserve even the slightest and really speculative possibility of, of minor harm to one's person when so much of the New Testament is focused and really fixated on a testimony to a savior who was willing to undertake death and then told Christians that they would need to take up their cross and follow. Many of the objections came from sworn officers represented by the San Diego Police Officers Association. The union's president did not respond to requests for comment. Dr. Pride at UC San Diego suggested there might be another reason some San Diego police officers are refusing COVID-19 swab tests. You know, who wants to get a swab stuck in their nose every week to be tested? But I think they're kind of barking up the wrong tree with the idea that they're going to get cancer from just getting these nasal swabs. Claire Tregesser, KPBS News. The San Diego Police Officers Association and the San Diego Police Department did not respond to requests for comment on this story. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria also declined to comment.
Last week, Mayor Gloria urged the city's homeless residents to accept shelter or face consequences. iNewsource investigative reporter Cody Dulaney found a sharp increase in police arresting homeless people. An iNewsource analysis of police data shows officers arrested eight times as many homeless people for blocking or sleeping on a sidewalk compared to the same time last year. It's the result of Mayor Gloria's latest push for progressive enforcement, which penalizes homeless people for not accepting shelter. And now that shelter beds are becoming increasingly available, city officials are trying to get them filled. But research has found that this kind of policing-led, shelter-first method is ineffective at addressing the issue of homelessness. For KPBS, I'm iNewsource investigative reporter Cody Dulaney. This story includes reporting from Danielle Dawson. iNewsource is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. The recent mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde have intensified calls for gun control. Yesterday, two county supervisors said they plan to introduce a policy that will allow the county to sue gun manufacturers for their role in gun violence. KPBS reporter Alexander Wynn has more. The policy is similar to steps that cities elsewhere have employed to curb gun violence. Los Angeles, for example, is suing ghost gun makers Polymer 80 for selling its kits without background checks or serial numbers. And County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher says litigation has worked before. Particularly in issues of uh, tobacco and opioids uh, where individuals act recklessly and irresponsibly and there is a considerable moral damage or harm that is done while they profit off of their product and we think it's time that we explore is that same mechanism available for us here. Gun advocates call the idea ludicrous. They say it's akin to suing car makers for drunk driving. The Board of Supervisors is voting on the policy Tuesday. If passed, it will direct county lawyers to bring back recommendations to the board whenever litigation is appropriate. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. Coming up next, a new pilot project could give money to seniors to help them pay rent. That and more coming up after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
On Monday, the San Diego City Council gave their initial approval of a new general fund budget for the fiscal year that begins on July 1st. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says council members unanimously approved the nearly $2 million budget. Council members, as well as members of the public, weighed in on various items, included in Mayor Todd Gloria's proposed $1.89 billion general fund budget. Departments where the mayor is seeking a boost in funding include parks and recreation, environmental services, and stormwater management. Meanwhile, proposed funding for the police and fire departments stayed relatively steady. Alejandro Amador is a San Isidro resident who advocated for improved parks in his community. Parks improve our well-being, reduce pollution, and bring people together. But all of, not all of us have had that equal access to quality parks. Bar Park is an opportunity to address the heavy burden of air pollution in San Isidro and the lack of resources in our community to combat it. San Diego City Council President Sean Elo Rivera says the budget strikes a balance across multiple areas of need in the city. I think this is a remarkably good budget that takes care of a lot of the city's needs. Um, we do that on, with respect to the, the most pressing issue facing the city, our housing and homelessness crisis. The City Council is holding its final hearings on the budget next week. The budget must be finalized by June 30th. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. The budget approved by the council funds a rental relief program for the most at-risk San Diegans. KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman says it's now up to Mayor Todd Gloria to approve or deny the council's request. The Housing Stability Fund pilot project would give eligible San Diegans $500 a month to help pay their rent. The plan includes enough money to cover 300 households over the next two years. Serving Senior CEO Paul Downey says a recent needs assessment shows most homeless seniors are on the streets because they can't afford housing. He says an extra $500 a month could make all the difference, especially for seniors on fixed incomes. They are struggling with inflation now, you know, over 8% was came out last week. So they're being hit hard. And when you're on a fixed income and your rent keeps going up, groceries keep going up and expenses for everything else, that puts them closer to homelessness. The rental assistance program would support seniors, those with disabilities, families, and transitional youth, regardless of their immigration status. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. And that's it for the podcast today. Hey, after today's podcast, my colleagues Debbie Cruz and Emily Mohebi will be taking the podcast over as I move on to my next adventure in life. It's been real. It's been fun. Thanks for tuning in to San Diego News Now, and I hope you'll continue to support the podcast and KPBS. This is Annika Colbert signing off. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation. Presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.